0: So, Mr. Jelly, have you heard the latest controversy to grace us on the internet? Is that the whole content blocking thing? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. For those people out there that have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, Apple introduced the concept of content blocking in iOS 9. So, they they launched their operating system just recently. They're like, here's the new and shiny. Here's a way to um, block various content. Block whatever content you like, developers. And then they left it open and then lo and behold, you know, day one, iOS 9 launches, you open the App Store, uh, in the top 10 apps, there's three ad blockers, which is a, a brand new thing for iOS. You know, we've never had that before.
1: Yeah. and I mean, it's it's not a new concept kind of in total. It's been, you know, there've been ad blockers and various other methods of blocking content on, on desktop browsers for like Chrome and Safari and all that sort of stuff on like Mac and Windows or whatever but this is the first time that it's ever kind of appeared in
0: in iOS. The interesting thing to me is like is this, you know, I've seen a lot of debate about whether this is actually different to um, ad blocking on the desktop. So I, I look through some um, stats that various publishers have and some publishers report that, you know, if they're really tech-heavy um, site, they can have up to 20% of their users um, on desktop browsers, you know, already running content blocking. So some people are like, well, this is, you know, no different to that. But I do wonder if it's a bit, Different because iOS is a very locked down sort of platform, and it's fast becoming the number one you know browsing platform on the world. You know, if you look at it, how many people browse on mobile? I think the the stats still heavily you know favor iOS you know devices, and those devices can yeah. only run Safari. You know, there are no other browsers available, and Apple's now saying, you know, not only you can now install ad blocking, but anyone who browses the store can see that, you know, in the apps list. So they scroll down and they're like, oh, you know, what's what's this? Ad blocking. This sounds interesting. You know, install. There's that whole you know, they're not promoting it. I don't think Apple's going out of their way to say, hey, come and get you some ad blocking because ads are evil. But at the same time, you know, it's been promoted there in the store. It's it's number one. You can read all the descriptions. You can, you know, you see all the sort of hype around it. And I do wonder how many more people that's going to push into you know, from the "I have no idea what ad blocking is" to oh, my goodness, like how cool is this sort of space."
1: I mean, the fact that it's kind of rocketed to the number one spot at the moment kind of says something about, I guess, the state of the like the state of the web prior to this being a, a thing. Because if if you think about it, and if you, I don't know if you've heard like if you do much browsing yourself, but there's like, you know, there, there are websites that you you go to, and uh, you know, they'll they'll you know show an ad, and that ad. And that ad, for whatever reason, will throw you out of the the browser and into the app store or it'll pop up a modal thing that doesn't necessarily have a way to close it because the the site isn't really designed for mobile. The web is not a very good experience for mobile in a lot of situations and so... I guess, this is, I guess this is the Apple's way of, of dealing with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, potentially. Like I, I do a lot of um, browsing, you know, on my phone and on both Android and iOS. And, and you're right, occasionally I'll go to a site and there'll be an ad that just blocks all the content with a tiny little close button. And you're like, how on earth am I meant to tap this? And you know what happens. Like you try and hit the close button and suddenly you're, you know, on some ad or whatever. But it's interesting at the same time that Apple's launched content blocking, they've also launched a brand new news platform. So they have this thing called news, not, not yet available in Australia, but I believe the US and a, a few other countries. And in there, there's, there's no content blocking. You know, you can choose to have iAds, um, inside your content, or apparently I haven't looked too deeply into this. You can also choose to, um, somehow serve your own ads in there. So I don't know. Do, you, do you think those two things are linked? Like, is it just a coincidence that there's this brand new platform where there's no ad blocking and there's, you know, ad blocking suddenly appears. You know, on the other side of the fence.
1: It look. I think I'd have to be naive to suggest that that wouldn't be the case. Like, obviously, those two things are going to be linked in 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 some manner, especially when you explain it that way. But at the same time, if you are able to like display your own ads and stuff like that in, in news, and uh, you, you know, in order to basically pay for the you know, the content. Um, then that's you know i feel like it's not like it's not a particularly strong case Um the other thing about it is that you know it's not just ad blocking on like in safari it's content blocking it's true the <laughs> three main things the three main things in the uh in the app store right now are for basically blocking ads but they also block other things they block trackers um, some of them block things like um, f- uh, web fonts like custom fonts with the idea that you know you're reducing the amount of uh, the amount of content that your browser is downloading and therefore you know increasing battery life you know dropping your data usage and that sort of
0: stuff i think that kind of comes down to the the core of it like uh, i guess the core question is as an end user you know ignoring apple's motivations you know let's Let's say that they have the best motivations in the world. They just want to make you know the web a friendly, clean experience for everyone like let's let's just assume that for a second. Is it ethical like as an end user to run an ad blocker because the way the web works is you know I go to your website, I read your article, and I haven't paid you any money. you know there's no subscription going to you, there's no anything like that. The way you make money as a content producer is you put advertising on your site and some people put you know really nice tasteful ads that they've you know handpicked other people outsource their ads to you know ad networks and so they say, hey, this bit of my website you can fill with, you know, whatever you want within Reason. And other people go to the third extreme, which is, you know, they just let the ads run loose. They realize that if you know they put popover ads in and all these other sort of stuff, that they get more clicks. And maybe they don't, you know, the ad side of the business doesn't care. They're like, well, clicks went up 40% when we introduced these crazy, you know, autoplay videos or ads that appear. You know, I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, I installed an ad blocker because I don't want to be tracked." And you ask them, you know, what what is it exactly that you don't want to be tracked? And they're like, "I'm not sure. Like, I just I just don't like being tracked. It's creepy." And it's almost like without having a huge understanding of of what's going on and how you know content creators need to be paid, the end user is just going, "Nah, whatever. Like, I want a better experience, so I'm going to just carpet bomb every ad in existence." And now now I'm on a website with no ads. Like, is there some kind of ethical? You know conundrum there. Have I taken money, you know, out of the hands of content authors while still, you know, consuming their content?
1: So I think that you might have a point there, right? In in the fact that I don't necessarily think, like, I don't know if ethical is the right word. It's it's a word that's kind of it's a kind of bit full on, but like it's not. You know, you're not being a very very good citizen if you're like if you just expect everything to be free because that's not the way that things work. You know, obviously, um, you know, content creators, people who write articles and stuff like that, like they need to get paid. It's, you know, that's how the world works. We live in a world where money is important, whether or not you'd like that fact or not. That being said, there is, I think there is like some amount of responsibility that comes along with serving ads, you know, in order to not just to make your website something that, you know, users... You know, enjoy to you know, enjoy visiting. You know, enjoy coming to read whatever you've got, but also like you know, as far as things like tracking and stuff, like uh, you know, there, there's the whole do not track thing, which uh you know has been previously a bit of a controversy. There's um you know, th- and then there's the ads that kind of go a little bit too crazy. Uh, like I, I feel like it's there, there's got to be a balance. Like y- there has to be a balanced way to do that and currently and you know the this first kind of round of content blockers on iOS is the sort of thing where like they they really are just carpet bombing everything like i think um the the highest one is at the moment is crystal is it
0: yeah i, I think, think crystal the current, and then you've got one top. called purifier or something like that there was one yeah, called so peace crystal, which is now gone
1: so crystal has no options that i've been able to see it just you turn it like you basically turn it on and it just that's it whatever it has it it has and you can whitelist stuff if you want but that's about the extent of it <laughs> you know and so what you've basically got is these apps that are only like only say, basically saying I will block everything I'll block all the things on desktop that's not necessarily the same situation right if uh, you know if we're talking about the differences between those two platforms. Um, desktop browsers tend to have a lot more options in that regards. I mean, they'll, you know, allow you to switch on specific types of ads or specific, uh, you know, domains or whether or not you want to track third party stuff or, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like the, you know, there's a whole bunch of different, uh, options there. Whereas the iOS versions are kind of a the carpet bomb. And so it just becomes this thing where it, it's a, it's kind of a bit of a war where you've got, you know, on one hand, you've got websites that are producing, you know, that are, you know, showing an extreme amount of ads, uh, you know, not all, not all websites, hashtag, not all websites. <laughs> it's really about <laughs> ethics in uh, journalism. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, it, not all websites do that, but, you know, there are websites out there that do. They just go crazy and they throw you out, to, out of your browser and all that sort of stuff, you know, and so they kind of, they're not good citizens. But on the other hand, you've got these apps that are kind of, just like, okay, well, you know, if this is how ad- advertisers are going to treat us, then, you know, we just block all of them. And so even the good ones get blocked. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the tricky part because I've I've seen people compare it to pop-up blocking. Like I remember a time in the web where you go to a website and it would load ads under your browser and in tiny little windows you couldn't see and all over the place because advertisers realized that, or I should say website owners realized that, if they can get the ads to display, then there's still some you know money going on and if you accidentally yeah. click on some, then even better and browser vendors actually responded by you know blocking pop ups so it became really, really hard for a page without your interaction to actually pop up other windows or windows that went other under windows. I think that was a good thing that was a you know a really targeted response against you know a really invasive sort of action and it it feels like to me at least the the way it is currently on iOS. And this this may change, like it, it could get sort of streamlined over time. But at the moment, it feels like a really heavy response. You know, there isn't, you know, a checkbox that says, you know, disable autoplay video. There isn't a checkbox that says, hey, don't show me ads that float around and follow me around. There isn't a, a checkbox that says, you know, disable tracking, but keep advertising. And in some cases, I'm sure, you know, there are technical limitations as to why that is. But at the moment, it's just, block all ads, you know, be they quote-unquote good ads, be they quote-unquote bad ads, all the ads are gone. And I think, you know, from a generic user point of view, that seems like a really positive thing. You're like, wow, my web browsing experience is now a lot cleaner, but that does feel really heavy-handed. I mean, how do content creators get paid if that's, you know, let's say that suddenly 20% of all iOS users are doing this. We're not there yet, but what if we do get there? Like what do you do as as a content creator? So if
1: you think about it, right, Web ads are kind of an, like a kind of a combination of two older technologies, TV ads, obviously, and print ads. So if you would get a, you know, you get a newspaper and you'd open up the newspaper and you'd have, you know, like your articles and then there'd be like this great big, you know, box with an advertisement in it. Yeah. Um, on television, uh, you get to a really kind of exciting moment in the, uh, <laughs> in the TV show that you're watching, and all of a sudden it's like, and now for a message from our sponsors, and so you go off into like you know 60 seconds of ads or you know a minute and a half of ads, depending on the channel that you're watching. You know that that's that that they're older technology, and that that's really the only way that you could do these things. But in, like with with the web, it's a very different, like it's almost a very different experience because you've got uh, you've got the whole interaction method and all that sort of stuff. But the ads that we have are based on those previous, you know, those previous technologies, and so maybe the result is to move on to a different kind of ads. One way that people are doing it, are talking about it, doing it now is the con, you know, ads as content. So you have, uh, you have like a thing that shows up in the f- in the regular feed. It's 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 actually something that, as an example, Twitter is doing. Um, you every now and then you'll get a uh you you'll get a, a sponsored tweet or whatever and it won't be from somebody that you're following it won't be from whatever it'll be from a company that's paid for it to be there that i feel like that could be a way of actually getting past this because it's not only just it's not only content like that's being paid for so therefore you know supporting the website but it's also it is it's content that could be relevant to that particular website that particular uh you know the topic of that particular website Um, as opposed to, you know, going, you know, seeing an advertisement for a local something or other. Um, just because the ad network detected where you are in the world. Uh, meet local
0: women in your area is apparently uh, (laughs) the one I get all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I already met one. I don't need two. That just sounds like problems. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go into that. (laughs) I I think that that is an interesting way of advertising and it is. A way of you know providing content that's more relevant to your users. It's it's potentially more engaging. I guess the downside though is if you're a content creator, that's that's also more effort. You know, it's it's not as easy to to go out to the the right advertisers to organise that, to write this sort of editorial style piece, to you know to, to line that all up and to do it consistently. Like some of these big sites, you know, they make big big dollars to ads. Like you'd have to do a lot of those sort of posts to keep up. I know on the internet there's there's often very few tears you know shed for destroyed business models. It's almost something you know we celebrate. We're like ha Well, your business model sucks. So goodbye to your business. But at the same time, you can see this is a painful thing. Like you, it's not easy to transition to that sort of advertising. If what you currently do is have some part of your business just source ads, you know that go in spots, and then you have the other part of your business writing articles about whatever, and the two generally you know don't meet.
1: I completely understand what you're saying when you say that, like, it's hard on the content creators. That being said, a lot of content creators have proven that they're not up to the responsibility of actually, you know, treating their readers, users, whatever, uh, you know, like, like they probably should be treating them. And that's what's called the pro. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a classic, you know, situation of punishing, punishing everybody for the acts of just a few people. And you know that's not—I mean, that's not great—but I mean, it's 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 the sort of thing that just it it happens, and everybody kind of has to move on. I mean, you look at, for instance, the way that Flash went out after you know after it was again you know removed from well, it didn't even make it into iOS, so there was that. uh, You (laughs) know, and there was that whole like that was a massive thing.
0: And interestingly enough, the uh, the creator of Flash now works at Apple on the Apple Watch. Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, you know, that that, that is a very similar situation. Uh, You know, Apple wouldn't, you know, add Flash. Um, The people that were using Flash in responsible ways were kind of, you know, a bit, you know, kind of disheartened about that. You know, some websites were entirely Flash. And, you know, all of a sudden there's this situation where people have to kind of, you know, get up and move on. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened. now, you know, Flash is almost almost a thing of a past really like you can pretty much browse flash you know browse flash free on the web and you will you know, might run into a few videos that you can't play but for the most part you like you know you you get along fine and i i feel like you know, this will be a similar situation, we'll find a way through it and it will, you know, it'll be an improvement for everybody. And then the next, you know, the next controversy will come along.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I see the similarities. Like I I was actually a web developer, you know, during the, the fall of Flash, if that's what you want to call it. And it it was a painful time. You know, it did feel like Apple was kind of imposing their will on the world, but they had you know, good technical reasons for doing so. You know, there was battery life, there was performance and there was also, you know, a myriad of issues to do with how do you touch like a Flash interface that's traditionally meant for like hovers and clicks and, you know, events like that. That would have had to be like a, you know, a big layer, you know, sort of separating the two. And yeah, Flash did briefly come to Android and it was a terrible experience. So they were were kind of proven right um, in that sense. But I do feel a little bit uncomfortable with... That Apple is the company pushing this because they they are the ones that have the most to gain. You know, if things move into apps, um, if content producers start doing you know things inside apps or inside their news thing, or even if just Google's ad business you know takes a decline, I think these are all things that you know Apple would love to see, and that that makes me a little bit uncomfortable because yes, there are technical reasons that you know some advertising is terrible and it it does bad things on the web, but. There's also some advertising, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine, it's, it's un, unobtrusive and whatever else and that kind of gets swept along with it and I don't know that that was true of Flash. Like I think in pretty much all the places you could use Flash except for maybe video playback, um, which I mean the iPhone did a good job of anyway, it seemed like Flash was always used, you know, where other things could be used but this is more uh, you have ads and now you don't have ads, you know. So, say bye-bye to your ads. I don't know, it feels different. Does it feel different to you? I I guess it does feel it. I mean, it does feel a little bit different because the people
1: who are getting punished here uh, are the people who you know require ads for their livelihood. You know, that's that's how they get. You know, that's how they put food on the table. That's how they feed their kids <laughs> if they have them. And, you know, that wasn't the same. That wasn't really the same situation with Flash. I mean, at the, at kind of the extreme end of the, you know, the spectrum, a few companies, a few people might have had to rebuild websites because, you know, their websites were, you know, created entirely in Flash. But as a general rule, that wasn't really the case anymore. We'd kind of already like the web had already somewhat moved past Flash for that sort of full experience thing and onto HTML, uh, or rather HTML5. But that being said, like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't feel like this is the sort of thing that's going to be going anywhere. And you know, yeah, sure, Apple probably have you know a multitude of reasons for for the for why they've introduced this. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think that you know you know kneecapping Google's bottom line is uh, is Apple's you know, primary motivation behind why they're doing this. And I don't necessarily think that it's this idea of you know stopping you know regular people from being able to get their uh you know to get their livelihood i think i think it's kind of almost a thing that is everybody's problem not just one player because obviously apple you know obviously apple have kind of you know promoted this thing of content blocking and here's a way that you can stop people from accessing you know certain types of content And then, you know, people have come along and gone, okay, certain types of content, I, I'm going to read between the lines. I think that means ads. And so they, you know, build these apps that create, that block all ads and users are like, okay, well, this sounds, this looks great. I'm, you know, all of a sudden I've, you know, reduced my, my data usage because, you know, no ads are coming through and, you know, it's a pleasure to read websites again. And then you end up with, you know, people who were being good citizens that are getting punished for. You know, for nothing, for, you know, for the acts of people that they didn't necessarily have anything to do with. But I don't necessarily think it's Apple's fault. And I don't necessarily think, I mean, obviously they've introduced this concept of content blocking, but I think there's more, it's more yeah. complex than just they're, see, they're the bad guy in this.
0: Nah, see, I, I disagree, maybe not with that very last statement, but I disagree with that. This is not the primary thing that Apple had in mind. But I mean, they've called it content blocking, but. I don't know. I just kind of feel that's a form of whitewashing. I think if you look at the APIs, if you look at the way it's designed, it's clear it's designed for one purpose only. And that's to allow you to block exact types of content on the internet. For example, content that comes from websites that are not your own, which is generally how advertising works. So you go to a website, you know, like imore.com and you'll get ads from, you know, whatever, double or wherever they come from. And it, they made it super simple, you know, five minute job to, to block those out. And I think that's. I don't know, I just feel like that's exactly what they had in mind and I'm kind of torn between like is it is it kind of evil of them to push developers into that space and be like, well, we created content blocking, you know, some people made ad blockers, what are you going to do? You know, developers going to develop, that's that's their problem and not ours. Like is that is that them pushing the responsibility for that side of things to developers or, you know, is it kind of good that they didn't ship with a default content blocker? Like would that have got them, you know, even more, um, you know, anger and things like And I think the uh, – I'm sure this has, you know, been done to death. It was on the front page of, you know, news.com.e. But you have, you know, one of arguably the most famous iOS developers, Marco Armit, made a blocker, based it on a fairly well-known, you know, database of ad networks and various other things. And two days, you know, later he pulls it, you know, citing reasons of he's just not comfortable with, you know, making all this money from blocking ads and potentially – you know interrupting people's livelihoods I do think that's that's an interesting play because he seemed to take way more heat you know than Apple did over that issue whereas really I feel that it was Apple that introduced the technology it was them that pretty much you know put a big red blinking light saying these are the kind of things you can do with it and then they kind of step back and then they kind of let you know developers enter that space. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Again, I think the pro- I think the major problem isn't the fact that the the this thing exists.
1: I don't necessarily think that ad blocking is necessarily a bad thing, but it's you know that everything in everything in moderation. Uh you know <laughs> there the, there is a like you know I think it kind of falls down on everybody, right? Because and this is what I was trying to you know trying to say you have people who do follow the rules, not necessarily rules, but you know guidelines for being a good citizen on the internet. Um, you know, you've got people who they're very tasteful about their ads, or they're you know they only show you know ads for certain reasons, or they find other ways to you know make them the money, you know, offering subscriptions or whatever like that. That's kind of one way of getting around that sort of stuff. But then you have the people who are doing a kind of on the bad end of the spectrum they're not being good citizens they're not treating their users particularly fairly they are tracking stuff and it doesn't just kind of come down to ads you've got developers who they don't consider people with you know mobile connections they just you know they load up their websites with multiple you know fonts that have to be downloaded in order to render a web page or uh you know you've got social networks that include scripts that include other scripts that include other scripts in order to show a, a share button It's not just ad blocking. It's a whole bunch of other stuff that's a problem. And I don't necessarily think that obviously the answer isn't really just to carpet bomb everything. Okay. Well, let's just, you know, just block everything. Um, I think it needs to be more key, like more keyed in than that. And I think that's where the ultimate problem lies. And I think that's where the ultimate controversy lies here is that people who are typically good citizens um you know the the imors and you know or whatever like that where you know they they're generally good people that have been caught up in something that isn't necessarily uh a good thing they get punished you know for the websites that are, are being bad and it's not like it's it's essentially like you know imagine there is a there's a town and a dude is going around murdering people um I'm not going to say if it's a previous guest that was,
0: uh, you know. Maybe he wears a top hat and uh, may- speaks with maybe. A, maybe a British accent.
1: Fancy accent. Um, I- I'm not going to say if it's, it's that kind of guy, but, you know, he's, he's going around murdering people and uh, then, you know, they lock up the entire town because of that one guy. Like that's not how you deal with things and I think the problem right now is that that's how it's being dealt with. Yeah.
0: See, see I, I think we agree there. The problem is I think once you've let that genie out of the bottle, I don't think it's going back in because in the hypothetical situation where there's two ad blockers on the store and one says, hey, I just blocked the the nasty kind of ads, you know, the the popovers and the whatever, you know, the the JavaScript versions of those but... You know, ads from the deck and other networks, and you know banner ads that that don't do anything nasty. We're going to leave those in. I can almost guarantee that the other ad blocker that goes no, we we block all ads, is the one that users are going to pick because it's. I, I feel this as a developer, like a lot of times that it's not uh, the user's job to worry about your business model, and generally they have zero concerns about. Um, your business model whatsoever not because they're mean but because I mean that's not their problem so they don't understand yeah for the large majority of users if they have the option to block some ads or all ads they're going to choose all ads and I don't I don't think that's going to reverse itself like I think you see people like John Gruber kind of campaigning to be like hey w- wait a minute like the deck is a a tasteful ad network you know why is that blocked and if that's blocked in your ad blocker then that's a bad thing but the most popular blockers in the app store are you know ones that block the deck network you know just as long as Sorry, just as well as, you know, all these other ones. So I don't know if that's ever going to reverse and I don't know that there's anything Apple can do to, to bring that back. I think it's too late. You know, once you give users the ability to block all ads, I think that's, you know, that's what they're going to prefer, surely. I, I Like I agree with you in that particular sense. I don't necessarily
1: think that we're going to be able to backtrack from, from here but then that stands to be, well, what's the next step? Like where do we go from here? And I think the answer is we have to find another way like we have to move on from, uh, from you know showing banner ads and that sort of stuff, and we have to move on to something that is is different. One of the a website that for as an example, uh, you know is is going in that direction. I think is uh, Mac Stories. Um, you know they they've got uh they've got content as ads, so they have every now and then they'll have it like every I think every week they have a sponsor, um that's you know sponsoring their their site, but also they have now. Uh, subscriptions and you know uh, paywalls and stuff like that are, are the sort of things that are going up. It's people paying for content as opposed to content being free and paid for advertised, paid for via advertising. I mean, we kind of that that's that's kind of a, the way that the web is going to go, which is really weird because the because apps have kind of gone the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, I've lo- I've lost count of the amount of times I've had to watch a video to uh, earn more gems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't
1: necessarily know if that's going to work. I don't necessarily know if that's, you know, the the ultimate solution. But at this point in time, I think it might be the only direction that, you know, people can go.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling and it's a little bit sad for me at least, but I have a feeling you might be right. You know, two, three years from now, there might just be uh, less websites, you know, out there, but more like sort of self-funded. So, you know, doing the the editorials or advertorials or whatever they're called you know having paywalls and and that sort of thing I don't I don't know how I feel about that but I guess you can't you know you can't stop progress if this is you know the way things are going then I guess you know if you're a content author then you kind of have to go with it and sometimes that's hard like I know a lot of people really they were hard on the music industry they're like well how dare they try and preserve their old business models but at the end of the day the music industry was on like an amazing sort of business model and they had to change with the times and that was painful and they lost a lot of money and I mean they still make crazy amounts of money, but it's it's by all intents and purposes not as good as it, it used to be. And I guess that's you know, that's the way things go this sometimes. And I think I think in the podcasting world, the only way we have um, left to make money is probably to sell our booms to the highest bidder. Mm. All the booms. All the booms. Ten dollars, please. Boom. 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 <laughs> <laughs>